Food Heals Nation, what have you been doing lately when it comes to truly caring for your skin? Have you tried any of the light therapy facials or the LED masks? I've shared on this show how I use lasers to completely remove my brown spots in the past, and I love anything that can help me with wrinkles or blemishes or redness or scars. I find a lot of great products on YouTube that I test out, and I've just discovered a new brand. It's called Lima, and when you see the before and afters on YouTube, you're going to be a convert too. They are changing the way that you care for your skin on actually a profoundly scientific level. This is the Lima laser. It's the world's most powerful clinic grade cosmetic laser device and the only laser FDA cleared for at home use. Why this is important is because I was spending, I'm not going to tell you how much, way too much money years ago when I was getting rid of those brown spots when I was really healing my skin. And now This same type of technology is available at home, and I'm here for it. I am so excited. So this is a near-infrared laser light that penetrates deep into the dermis, simultaneously working on your fat, muscle, and bone to give you like a non-surgical facelift. It transforms your skin. It helps skin issues like wrinkles, sagging, blemishes, pigmentation, redness, breakouts, and scars. And it does this with zero damage, zero pain, and zero downtime. And I remember the lasers that I used to do, they did have some downtime, so this is great. Make sure to check out some of the before and after photos on the website so you can see what I'm talking about. They have YouTube videos too. But the reason it's groundbreaking is it uses that near-infrared low-level light technology, which is completely cold and painless, and it's 100 times more powerful than an LED. And the craziest part is you can even use it with a full face of makeup. So check it out for yourself. Visit lima.life. L is for live. Y is for younger. M is for masterful. A is for approved, and learn more about the Lima Laser. If you're interested in trying one today, you can sign up for their newsletter. Tell them that Food Heals sent you, and please let me know if you order one. I want to hear about your results. Again, it's lima.life, L-Y-M-A dot life. Y'all, oh my God, Food Heals Nation, I just got the softest sheets and pajama set from Cozy Earth, and I had to go and get you a discount code too, so that you could experience the coziness as well. You can visit CozyEarth.com, use the promo code FOODHEALS, and you'll get an exclusive 35% off. So Cozy Earth, it's like your one-stop shop for what they call the luxury she deserves. So listen up, guys because this could make a great gift for that special someone, your girlfriend, your wife, the mother in your life. And don't forget, Mother's Day will be here before we know it. So get a gift for the mom or moms. Here's a nice little gift you could ask for. Anyways, let's start with the sheets to transform your sleep. The coolest thing about Cozy Earth Bedding is that it is temperature regulating. So you stay cool, which is so important when you're sleeping. Plus they are just so soft. It feels like I'm sleeping on a cloud. Plus I love the cozy earth quality and longevity promise. All products come with a 100 night sleep trial and a 10 year warranty. So incorporating cozy earth products into your self-care routine can enhance your sleep quality and just overall wellness. So Again, this is the luxury you deserve. You can treat yourself to the ultimate in comfort and indulgence with Cozy Earth bedding and sleepwear and prioritize your self-care and sleep health. 
And while you're at it, don't forget to check out the Bamboo Pajama Set. It was awarded Oprah's Favorite Things in 2019, so you know it's good. I love the softness and breathability of the fabric, and it has these really great side pockets. And don't forget that by supporting our sponsors, you support this show. Head over to CozyEarth.com, use the promo code FOODHEELS for an exclusive 35% off, and go get your mom the luxury she deserves on Mother's Day at CozyEarth.com with promo code FOODHEELS. You're listening to the Food Heals Podcast. Warning, side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, developing a more positive outlook on life, an increase in sexual activity, feelings of joy, cravings for kale and quinoa, and a spike in Tinder matches. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to put down the Ben and Jerry's, get off the couch, and take a walk outside. If you experience any of these symptoms, tell your Facebook friends immediately. All right, welcome, Food Heals Nation. Thanks for joining me. I'm Allison Melody. If you're surprised and frustrated by high prices at the grocery store, you are not alone. National data shows that grocery shopping and dining out are more expensive than ever. The latest data from the Agriculture Department shows that consumers spent 11.3% of their disposable income on food in 2022. The last time that figure was that high was 1991, after another period of soaring inflation. So Americans are spending the most they have on food in more than 30 years. I'm certainly seeing this in my own life. I remember when I used to be able to get groceries at Trader Joe's for about $60, and now it seems like I cannot get out of there with the same amount of food without spending $100. I even just got back from a trip to Tulum, Mexico. Don't worry, I will be podcasting more about that trip soon. But tacos there used to be $5 that are now $15. A veggie burger that used to be $8 is now $18. How do I know? Because I've been going frequently since 2020. It's now 2024 and we're seeing a huge increase in prices there going to the same restaurants. So what can we do? Well, personally, I feel like it is my mission, it is part of the mission of Food Heals to make sure that no matter what the cost of food, whatever happens in the economy, we all still feel empowered and inspired to make healthy choices, and to not let this inflation deter us from our health goals. So today, I have rounded up the best experts on saving money while eating well. We'll talk about how to meal plan, how to batch cook, how to budget, when to buy in bulk, how to grow your own food, resources, apps, and websites to make all of this easier, plus recipes and healthy food swaps to keep you inspired to stay on your plant-powered journey. So no matter what the economy is doing, you feel confident in your ability to eat healthy and plant-based abundantly while sticking to that budget without compromising on quality, quantity, or taste. First up, it's Kathy Davis. She's the CEO of Veg Inspired. She's here to chat about how to eat healthy on a budget, how she lost 30 pounds when she went plant-based, how to food prep, and when to buy in bulk. Then we've got Food Heals regular and vegan chef to the stars, Leslie Durso. She's here to talk about how to cook plant-based on a budget for yourself, eat seasonally to save money, and the secret ingredient that saves you money and enhances the flavors of your food. 
After that, we've got the founder of the Vegan Dinner Club, formerly known as Batch Cooking Club, Stephanie Dreyer, who helps busy parents bring more ease into their meal prep and meal times. She's here to discuss meal planning, family recipes, batch cooking, plus her favorite healthy swaps. Then we're talking to Tony Akamoto. She's the author of Plant Based on a Budget, Delicious Vegan Recipes for Under $30 a Week. Get that book, by the way. She's here to chat about how to save time and money in the kitchen, meal planning, buying in bulk, growing your own food, and more. And finally, we've got Whitney Lauritsen. She's here sharing the best apps, websites, and resources to thrive on a vegan diet. Let's dive right in. Roll it, Roxy. The Food Hills Podcast starts now. And my name's Kathy Davis. I'm a plant-based lifestyle coach and three-time cookbook author. And I founded both Veg Inspired and now the Eat More Plants Academy. And what I do is I really make plant-based eating accessible. You know, I provide tips, tricks, recipes, foods, and the mindset necessary to help inspire and empower people to eat more plants. I love that. And I love that you have the budget-friendly plant-based diet cookbook because one of the number one things that I hear from people not in this world, whether it's friends or I'm visiting someone, is I, I couldn't do it because it's too expensive. And yes, can it be expensive to be healthy? Of course. Can it also be absolutely affordable and even cheap? Yes. But like anything, you have to learn the tips, tricks, and tools to do that. So I'll definitely ask you for some budget-friendly plant-based tips. But first, uh, Kathy, can you just take us back and tell us a little bit about how you got here? What what inspired you to go vegan and really what was the impetus to, to build this business? I would love to. So my plant-based journey started with some resistance, I'll say. My husband had sure. the idea of exploring plant-based eating, going plant-based, and I was the opposite. I was like, nope, not giving up burgers, not giving up blue cheese, not giving up chicken wings. I had those hangups like a lot mm -hmm. of us. A lot of people introduced to plant-based eating, we we have those hangups. So if you're listening and that might be you, it's okay. You you totally. can make it work. And it was about an eight-month journey of exploring recipes using familiar foods. Mm. It wasn't the start of let's try tofu, let's try tempeh, let's try nutritional yeast. It was more let's make sauces from cashews and let's eat potato tacos and foods that I, I knew the ingredients. I knew what it was. And the more I ate those, the more open to the option of becoming plant-based. And then once you know, you might be able to do it. For me, I started looking into animal ag and that was all I needed to see was, you know, the treatment of animals and just the unne unnecessary use of animals. And right. the decision to go vegan really happened overnight. But what I found was in the beginning, it really seemed complicated. And I wanted to start a platform that made plant-based eating accessible. And so Veg Inspired was born in February of 2015. I went fully vegan in June of 2014. And then just two and a half years ago, I really cleaned up the way that I eat to follow a more whole food plant-based approach. Mm -hmm. And the results have been tremendous. Weight loss, energy, just an overall sense of joy and wellness. And so 
the further down this journey I went, the more exploration of the different stages or phases or levels, if you will, whatever, whatever way you want to describe it, but the exploration of different variations of vegan and plant-based living gave me the ability to be able to work with people at any level. You want to go vegan? I can help you. You're vegan and you want to clean up your diet? I can help you do that. You're plant-based and you want to eat more whole food plant-based? Awesome. You're vegan. You get a diabetes diagnosis. You want to follow a mastering diabetes plan? I'm here for you. So I've really kind of eaten on all ends of the spectrum. And with that experience, it, it provides me the tools and techniques necessary to help other people wherever they are in this journey. Yeah, I love what you do because I think one of the biggest problems that I see in this world is at some point, you know, what we do is eat whole foods from the ground as plant-based people. Um, But at some point, being healthy and being holistic and eating whole foods became elitist. It became inaccessible and unaffordable. And so what you do is very, very important. So thank you for that. I would love to hear your thoughts on Do you think the pendulum is swinging back to a place where this can become affordable and accessible as it always was in the past before it became trendy, before it became a rich people thing, before um, Goop and Gwyneth Paltrow stepped in and said, here's all the beautiful things you can do, but they happen to be expensive? I do think the pendulum is swinging back because I think people are becoming aware of Mm -hmm. the detriment to their health of some of the expensive plant-based processed ingredients. Mm -hmm. And I say that with love. I really relied pretty heavily on those plant-based alternatives in the beginning because I didn't know what to eat. But when that habit got, I'm not going to say out of control, but when the habit became multiple times a day of these highly processed, highly, you know, unclose to nature, right? Super refined. When that habit started to take over, I found myself with some of the same types of illnesses, right? The same types of symptoms, the, the, the you know, pre-diabetes symptoms from eating a plant-based diet be- that was really high in fat, really high in these processed foods. And I think the, the more education we have as consumers about the health benefits of unprocessed foods those foods that are less expensive at the grocery store, your beans, your brown rice, your potatoes, um, the, the local veggies that you can either grow in your backyard or buy from, a, from a, a neighbor who's growing them. As we come back to those roots and the excitement of having a garden and, and really taking that time and slowing it down a little bit, the food's going to become essentially more local and perhaps less expensive, less transportation, less processing, less people having to touch it before it gets to gets to us. Yeah, I really agree with that. And I got excited at the beginning because I feel the same way. Like I am so grateful that all of these plant-based alternatives now exist. However, just like anything else, everything in moderation and the more plants I put on my plate versus uh, substitutions, the better I'm going to feel, the better I'm going to look and the more animals I'm going to help. And so for me, like you, I went plant-based for my health first, realized I could do it. Then when I realized the, you know, impact on the, the environmental impact and Uh, the treatment of the animals, I knew I could never go back. And so I'm so grateful for all of these plant-based options uh, that for existing uh, because they are helping 
the earth. But when it comes to my health, I still need to be as from the ground to the table, from the farm to the table in terms of vegetables um, and whole foods as possible. So I think we're on the same page and I just appreciate this conversation because I know it's a journey. Um, I certainly got on the uh, plant-based junk food train and I still treat myself to things all of the time when a new plant-powered ice cream or cheese comes out. I'm I'm number one to try it, but I can't have it every single day. And I think that's part of the journey of um, not only affordability, but also keeping our health in check because it's like, well, this is why we started doing this. Exactly. It's those daily habits, right? It's not about what you do once in a while. It's about what you do day in and day out. And when day in and day out, it's processed vegan foods from the microwave vegan cheeses, vegan coffees. Next thing you know, you're eating 5,000 calories of processed vegan foods and none of them are, there's no broccoli in sight. And it's those daily habits that it could have been the same thing if you were eating animals, right? It's just that excess. And so it's, it's really about taking a step back and looking at, I love how you said it, like how many plants you're getting on your plate, like really making sure that you're getting the food to table, the farm to table foods and not the the foods in a box all the time. Yes. Um, so I'm totally with you. And it's like, I've certainly, my, uh, my own health has swung up and down throughout the years of being on this journey and I've lost weight as you have. And then I've kind of gained it back sometimes. And I'm like, all right, what am I doing differently? Having too much processed food or having too much indulging in the vegan ice cream or whatever, you know, the latest vegan dessert is because there are so many good vegan desserts. We can talk about that. Um, but um, what was it like for you? You know, your amazing results of going plant-based was losing, not just losing weight, but losing 40 pounds. And that's quite a transformation. And I would love to hear about like, how did you feel different and move different in your body? And then did it start to fluctuate and come back if you were eating more processed foods? Like, tell me about that journey. Cause I think most of us have a goal to maintain our healthy weight, but finding that baseline can be difficult. Um, and also not losing too much weight that we're then stuck in a, um, you know, a a thing where we want to stay thin and that's our goal rather than health. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about the weight loss journey and how that changed the way you felt and moved through the world. Absolutely. So when I stepped on that scale that day, two and a half years ago and realized it was at my highest weight ever, it wasn't a secret. Like I can't Mm -hmm. claim that I didn't know I didn't feel good. It was more of what's, I guess, like what was my priority? And at the time, ease, whatever was convenient, takeout, processed food, whatever it was, seemed to be the priority until I really took that step back and said, no, I want to be healthy. I mean, here we are traveling the United States in an RV, which we haven't even really touched upon. We were going to visit all these national parks and I'm winded walking around the flea market. Like I had to take control over how I was feeling. And what I found early on was a mindset shift. And that really was the game changer this time around. Um, I, my husband and I decided that we were going to clean up the way that we eat. We were going to focus on whole plant foods that were mostly unprocessed. And I remember saying to him, I remember we were in the truck driving to the store and I said, you know, this is fine that we're going to do this, but we're going to Key West next week. Like I, I don't know that we're going to be able to stick with it. And he said, it's not about perfection. It's Mm, about intention. He's like, you can have the vegan key lime cheesecake in Key West, but what's your intention? Do you need it every day? Or would you be satisfied with it one time while we're there? 
And Mm -hmm. that really started to get me thinking about long-term. Long-term, this was a lifestyle. It was about creating a healthy lifestyle where I was day in and day out eating mostly whole plant foods that were unprocessed. And that was two and a half years ago. I lost the first 35 pounds I lost in the first six months. That was my first milestone. That was the first thing I was shooting for. And Mm -hmm. at that point, that was when I was requested to write the first cookbook, the 30 minute cookbook. Mm -hmm. And because that cookbook uses a lot more nuts and a lot more avocados, the, my weights plateaued slightly. And then I went right into the second cookbook, also using nuts and avocados and seeds, went right into the third cookbook, which was the budget friendly. And then since then I've said, okay, now my next milestone is 50. And it's exciting at the time of recording, I'm actually approaching 50 pounds lost, which congratulations, thank you, is incredible. It feels good. I have, I mean, when I say I have more energy, I, I just invite the, I invite the listeners to go back and watch one of my YouTube videos from November and then watch mm-hmm. one of the videos from now. Like you can physically see the energy just exude out of me now compared to that version of me two and a half years ago who was tired, really had to pull myself off the couch to to cook or, or write recipes or even test recipes. And then especially to film the YouTube videos. And then once I filmed the videos, then I had to schedule in time to edit them because I was just so tired. It was just this lethargic, just sick way of living. I mean, it was so, I was right. just eating so much processed foods and the journey to weight loss isn't easy, but it's so worth it. And when you start to shift your mindset towards creating a life where you eat foods that fuel and nourish your body as the daily habits. It doesn't matter if you grab a vegan pizza or a vegan cheesecake or vegan cupcake or chocolate cake and a glass of wine. Like those once in a while things don't really matter because you pivot right back the next day to those foods that align with your goals. And that's really been my method. And that's what I teach people in my academy. Beautiful. Okay. So tell me about the academy. And then I would love some, like, I know that um, most plant-based people have so many answers for this, um, but there's this myth out there for people that don't know us very well or spend time with us that like, oh, you just eat salads and, you know, rabbit food. So I would love to bust that myth. What are some of your go-to meals on a daily basis that are rich and delicious and full of plants and make you so excited to eat? Cause like, I'm excited to eat. People think this is a diet of restriction. This is a diet of abundance. Tell me what you think about that. Absolutely. I 100% it's a, a, I agree that it's a diet of abundance. I eat more variety in foods now than I ever did the first, you know, three decades of my life before going vegan. And, right. you know, one of the big things that I learned with, with plant-based is there's so many more options than you think. But we were so programmed or we get stuck in that low variety with the the standard American diet that we eat that we don't think about the expansion and the abundance, as you said. I love that word with a plant based diet. And so some of my favorites, that's what you asked for. So I'm a taco fanatic. 
pretty mm. much if you roll it up in a corn tortilla, I'm here for it. Um, okay. <laughs> I love to fill my, I, I could literally eat a different type of taco every day. I love to fill tacos with beans that have been simmered in taco seasonings, potatoes that have been simmered in taco seasonings. Um, I have a great recipe for chickpea El Pastor, which we could probably put in the show notes if you remind me, it's on veginspired.com, but it's chickpeas, onions, pineapple that you roast on a sheet pan. So it's one of those super easy meals. It's from the super easy cookbook. And then you serve that with a pineapple cilantro onion salsa. Like, Keep it simple, (laughs) but keep it flavorful and really level it up. So I love tacos. I think they're easy. They come together easily and they're familiar, right? People Mm -hmm. aren't like, oh, I've never had a taco. Yeah, yeah. You can throw anything in taco with your favorite taco toppings and it's plant-based. You can do veggies, you can do lentils, you can do quinoa. I mean, it's just the options are endless. So tacos are a favorite. And then honestly, I love bowls like rice or quinoa or uh, potatoes on the bottom of a bowl loaded with veggies. Maybe some are raw, maybe some are cooked, roasted, and then a really yummy sauce. I always go towards a tahini sauce, but peanut sauces, uh, teriyaki, a nice clean barbecue sauce. Like I really just love a big bowl of plant foods smothered in a tasty sauce. Yum. Me too. And tahini makes the best like um, salad dressings or bowl dressings. I can mix tahini with anything with no recipe. I'll just be like, all right, let me throw some liquid aminos in there. Let me throw some tomato in there. Let me throw some lime in there. It. Let me throw some apple cider vinegar in there. I just gave you a recipe. Like that is how easy it is to make amazing sauces with tahini. That is one of my favorite, most versatile plant-based foods, 100%. Me too. I love it. And for those of you listening, it's also good in baking and it can be a substitute for um, butter or oil in cookies. Yes. Yum. Okay. I'm so excited. I'm getting hungry. (laughs) Can you tell? (laughs) Yes. I love it. Okay. Any more meals that you want to share or should we move to tips? Uh, So one of the, the other thing that I always get asked is breakfast. And I'm pretty simple when it comes to breakfast. I basically eat the same thing every day. It's just oats, plant milk, some ground flax, uh, frozen berries. I let it thaw, let them thaw. I let put it, mix it all together and let the berries thaw, drizzle on some maple syrup. And it's my easy veg inspired oat bowl. But I also like to do cooked quinoa with cinnamon, vanilla, apples, like really starting to use foods a little bit more unique, maybe sweet potato with some apple, maybe a maple tahini sauce. So really looking at ways that you can Again, familiar foods, using them at different times of the day. And then a couple of other takeaways. Snacks are a big question that I always get as well. My favorite snacks are hummus and veggies. Seems like an easy one. Frozen red grapes. Now, if you have a sweet tooth and you're always looking for something sweet, like a popsicle or ice cream, freeze some red grapes because they're great. You can just reach in the fridge and grab a handful and then eat them. And they're like candy, but they're also like a sweet treat, especially as we get closer to summer. Mm, That's a good one. I put frozen red grapes in a smoothie with almond butter and I kind of call it my peanut butter and jelly. And it is Mm. so good. That does sound good. Yeah. So easy too. And then I put all my powders in there and it makes it really healthy and full of superfoods. So easy to make things healthy these days. Yes. Amazing. Okay. So I know you have lots of tips for us. Um, so I want to ask you about 
some budget-friendly tips, some travel tips, and um, plant-based eating for high achievers or busy professionals. So we can start wherever you're feeling the most passionate, but those are the three that I know that um, you're good at that I wanted to cover. Awesome. So let's start with budget-friendly tips. Now, I always tell people, you kind of can't have it both ways. You can't save money and save time, right? Because when a, as a food is processed, it means more hands touch it. So budget-friendly would be the broccoli that you have to cut and prepare. Not budget-friendly might be the broccoli that's already prepped into little florets that you just dump in a pan and cook. So I always tell people, like, you really need to decide where your priorities last. Are you still trading time for money? And if you are trading time for money, which one is more important to you? Mm -hmm. Because it goes the same way with beans. Like, you could buy dried beans for really, really inexpensive price and cook them yourself. But if you don't have the time to do that, where does it fall off? You know, where do you fall off? Where do you lean into that priority? So a couple of really specific tips, though, for budget friendly. One, get the store card. Yes. I know (laughs) it's like back in the day when you people were couponing and all of that. But because we travel, we visit different grocery stores all the time. We can't really predict food costs um, because we're all over the country. But when we get the Mm -hmm. store card, sometimes the stores even have diesel or gas savings. So we could save 20 bucks in the grocery store and then go out and fill up our tank and save another 20 bucks at the pump. That's $40 in savings. Like that's a big deal. Right. Right. And then when you're looking at... um, Another tip is look at how you plan your meals so that you can piggyback recipes. So let's say you do have a taco and you like to put lettuce, tomato, uh, maybe you use onion in the taco filling and maybe like a cashew cream. Maybe the next day you could do a veggie burger that you're going to top with onion, lettuce, tomato, and the cashew cream is like a mayonnaise. So look at ways that you can kind of piggyback your ingredients so that you're not buying 17 different vegetables, you're buying five, and then you're using them across three or four days. The other tip is to set aside a little bit more time for food preparation so that you can buy things that weren't touched by multiple hands, Mm -hmm. right? So that broccoli that you have to wash and cut and prep is going to be less expensive than the broccoli that's already been prepped and cut for you. That watermelon that's in the, that's the whole watermelon is going to be, you know, less expensive per water per per piece than the watermelon that's already been cut. And then the right. other tip that I really like is, you know, buy in bulk when it makes sense. So, if you're not going to eat five pounds of bananas and you don't have a way to freeze them, don't buy that many because throwing out food is wasting money as well. So really be strategic on where you use bulk and where you don't, because just, just because you buy seven, you know, seven cups of, or one of those big containers of spinach, if you throw away half of it, if you pay $7.99 for it, but you could have bought half the amount for $4.99, you, you wasted three bucks, right? So really thinking about that strategically and, and knowing where your food, where your food money's going. All right. To listen to the full episode with Kathy, go back to episode 369 of Food Heals. 
Food Heals Nation, if you love Organifi as much as I do, you're going to want to mark your calendar for these upcoming promotions and sales. Write them down and I'll put them in the episode show notes as well. From February 29th to March 3rd, you can buy any product at OrganifiShop.com slash FoodHeals and you'll get 15 free green juice travel packs. Those definitely come in handy when I'm on the go, when I'm at the gym, when I'm on the plane, wherever I'm going, I can just pop one in my purse and I'll always have my greens with me. So that is $2.29 to $3.3 by any product to get 15 free green juice travel packs. Then March 8th to March 11th, you can buy any two pouches, that's any two powders, and you'll get a free Organifi Immunity. The Organifi Immunity is that beautiful orange bag. It's a delicious immunity blend that provides protection with 500% of the recommended daily value of vitamin C, D3, and zinc. Then March 15th to March 18th, celebrate St. Patrick's Day. When you spend $100, you'll get a free crisp apple. That is their green powder that tastes like apple. Then March 22nd to March 25th, you can buy two gold pumpkin spices, mm, one of my favorites, and you'll get a free frother. I take my Organifi frother everywhere. It fits in my suitcase and I use it every day. It sits by the kitchen counter and I use it to froth up all of my drinks. It's how I mix everything. Then celebrate Easter weekend, March 29th to April 1st. You can buy any two pouches and you'll get a free glow. Organifi Glow is that delicious raspberry lemonade blend I always talk about that leaves you feeling radiant and beautiful and it supports natural collagen production and elasticity. It's got five times the moisture of hyaluronic acid and it gives you brighter glowing skin from the inside out. All those specials and more at OrganifiShop.com slash FoodHeals. Remember, with the specials, you can always use the discount code FoodHeals and you'll save 20% off your order plus all of the great promos that I shared with you today. Again, it's all over at OrganifiShop.com slash FoodHeals. Next up, my interview with Leslie Durso. Today, we're talking about how to go plant-based on a budget, and this is something I'm really bad at, so I'm hoping you can help. Yeah, of course. Because I go plant-based, but I just go to Whole Foods and I pay too much money. So like, how can I stop? Well, (laughs) cooking for yourself is one major, major thing that's just going to slash your expenses immediately. Uh, It's always way more affordable to cook for yourself at home. It's more affordable than Postmates? Uh, yeah, just just a little bit. Just a little bit, okay. Just a little bit. What you spent on one post makes, I could probably feed you for an entire week. I believe you, and I need you to teach me. <laughs> <laughs> that, that can be arranged. Can I just come over and you cook for me for a week? I just won't leave. Well, I invite you over all the time. We just live on opposite ends of town. I know. Well, I'm so glad you came to my end of town today. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> so I'll come over here to podcast. You come over to mine for food. I'm on my way right now. <laughs> okay, good. Um, then within that, I mean, there's so many ways of working with a tight budget. Eating seasonally is one of those things. Things are produce is much less expensive when you buy it in season, when you buy it out of season. There's a reason why avocados are like eight dollars in the winter yeah. and like 50 cents in the summer it can make a really really big difference and then finding like your staples that are going to be way less expensive things like 
beans, dry beans, rice, any of the grains, lentils, quinoa. quinoa are all really inexpensive and should be the foundation of your diet. I mean, we talk about blue zone diets sometimes and Dan Buettner, who's studying longevity and the people that are living longest in the world, they're all basically eating beans and rice every yeah. day, a form of beans and rice every day. Yeah. I do a lot of quinoa and rice and I do black beans once in a while, but I don't feel like they're a staple. But like the quinoa is really good because it's a base for anything and you just like mm -hmm. put on your favorite sauce and slap some vegetables mm -hmm. in a pan and it's like the easiest meal ever and pretty, pretty cheap. It's very easy. It's pretty inexpensive. And actually just yesterday, I, a chef uh, in a competition that I was judging prepared a quinoa tamale. Yum. So instead of using masa, they used quinoa and it was so Good. Is that the one that won? What yeah. One? That, oh, one that one won. one won. Okay. Yeah. I saw it. Yeah. Story. It was so creative and uh -huh. interesting. And I just loved it. I was like, what a unique, interesting way of using quinoa that yeah. I haven't seen before. That I love it when good. I see things I've never seen before. I love quinoa because it has that nutty flavor. So was that like, it was that like part of the taste of it? Mm -hmm. Nice. And they cooked it in like um, ahi amarillo, which is one of the Peruvian peppers, which is just probably my favorite pepper on earth. Oh, okay. I love it. It's so good. Yeah, let's talk about the next level stuff because I'm like, I know that we could talk about like how to make a sandwich for cheap or how to make some quinoa veggies and rice for cheap, but like mm -hmm. how do we make it taste like it was made in Leslie Durso's kitchen? Yeah. Like, you know, spices. Like, okay, spices. Spices. Let's talk spices about Spices might look like they're an investment up front because, you know, it's a little jar of something and it can be five, six dollars up to. You can usually find generic spices for less than that, but they last forever and it's going to give you a big kick. Plus, yeah grow them. Spices and herbs are so easy to grow. And so if you even have a windowsill inside, you can grow spices and it obviously will cut your cost level so much if you're growing it yourself, but it adds a tremendous amount of flavor to just about anything that you're doing. And then sauces, learning how to make really good flavorful sauces will change up everything. And I sauces agree. are great because even if you're single, like I'm single and I do a lot of recipe development, I'll make a full batch of sauce and then I just freeze it. And so then when I'm starving yeah. and I just have those veggies that are starch and I just want to saute something, then I have this really dynamic sauce that I can just throw into it. And all of a sudden the meal goes from super bland to really exciting. Yeah. I'm a sauce girl. So when I go to the restaurant, I'm like, I'm sorry, this is not enough sauce. Can I have like two more of these, please? <laughs> so like, well, it depends on the restaurant and the sauce. Oh, totally. I mean, <laughs> I'm talking about our vegan restaurants. They still don't give us enough sauce. Like it's always like a little tiny thing in the middle. And you're like, I mean, I could dip one piece of lettuce in there and be done with it. So thank you, but I'm going to need some more. But what are some, some of your like go-to recipes for sauces? Well, obviously, I mean, I'm Italian. And so all of the Italian mother sauces, I love to always have on hand, tomato, pesto, Alfredo, all freeze really, really well. And then as far as more and more interesting ones, I love the Thai sauces, the Indian mm -hmm. curries freeze really, really well. I mean, really just anything that you can imagine. How do you make vegan teriyaki sauce? <laughs> I know it's already vegan, but like I was thinking you'd have like I mean, a no you want the salt recipe right there. No, no sugar recipe or something. Well, like those a are the two recipe. number one and number ingredients. two ingredients I know, in teriyaki sauce. But it's my favorite. So this is really a question for me. It's not even about how to do a budget. It's just how do I make that? Because I do love teriyaki and I know it's full of sugar and salt. So you could do it with no uh, salt or less salt or do a low sodium yeah. soy sauce. Um, and you could do it, you could replace the sugar with something like maple okay maple sounds delicious yeah because i feel like maple would still give it kind of this earthy nice 
warm flavor into the teriyaki. Actually, I think you just invented something there. I think I'm going to go home and make a teriyaki with maple. Yes, tag me. (laughs) See what you make. All right. So that's one of my favorite sauces. What are some of the other ways that people can like save money by, okay, we said spices, sauces, having things on hand. What are some other ways that? Okay. Food waste. Food waste is one of the most expensive things that you can do. I think it's said that people buy, when people buy food, 40% of it is usually thrown out. Oh, that's bad. That's bad. So I know a lot of people work and they only might have one day a week to shop, but if you can break that up and shop multiple times a week, because you're more apt to shop for what you want to have right then and what you're craving now, as opposed to just having food on hand, um, I know that I always feel that way when I go shopping, I immediately am buying what I want to eat now. Yeah. Yeah. And so if you can do that, that's great. And especially now with deliveries like prime and stuff like that, it makes it easier to have food come throughout the week. Yeah. And I was talking to someone about Instacart because unlike Postmates, you can actually save money with Instacart because it's like Amazon prime where you can pay a one-time fee to have no, I guess, delivery fees. And there's like a tiny fee slapped on it, but that's your time back that you don't have to go and spend an hour or two at the grocery store looking for everything, finding everything where you can make a list, send it to someone else to do for you. Groceries are delivered to your door within two hours. And I've done this when I'm traveling and I have a fridge in my hotel room where I'm like, I don't have time to make healthy meals, but I can make something easy in my room. I don't have time to go shop because I have to go now be at this conference. And then I don't have to go out to eat at every single meal when I'm out of town because I can go back to my room and grab something quick and easy. Mm-hmm. So That's a great idea. Instacart, I don't think it's an expensive thing. It can be if you don't have the membership, but I think it's a really good thing just to look into in your city to see if you have well, it. Maybe Instacart is listening and maybe they want to be your new show sponsor Instacart, and give away memberships to your listeners. 100 hundred percent Instacart. If you want to sponsor me, I'm in because I use you all the time. I'm a true fan and I live two blocks from a grocery store and I still use Instacart. Allison, no need to use your legs. (laughs) Well, no, I actually, I walk there like almost every day to get something easy and quick to eat. Like if I just want a quick meal, because they have a really good salad bar. They have a really good vegan bar. They have a really good little veggie area. They make, they have a pokey area and I don't eat eat the fish, but I eat all the vegetables from the pokey. I mean, they have so many options that are just grab and go, Mm -hmm. which is nice. So I do walk there a lot. Like I I mean, there's been so many times where I've walked there and I like have seen people there that I know. I'm just like, oh, you're my neighbor. We're here like all the time. Like it's kind of a joke, like the amount of people I see there all the time. But what I do use Instacart for is the farther away grocery stores that I can't walk to that have different products that I want. Oh, yeah, totally. Okay. Totally. Sorry. Back to food waste. So what were you saying? Well, so another thing is that you don't necessarily have to throw that food away because people see it every day and they see it going bad and they don't know what to do with it. And there's so many things that are like kind of, I call them kitchen sink recipes that you can basically throw anything into. Obviously, you know, soups, smoothies, broths. I mean, when your food is starting to go, don't, don't throw it away immediately. There's definitely things that you can do with it. There's that app. Maybe, does anyone know what it's called? You can type in, here's what I have in my kitchen. It can tell you what you can make a meal out of, or like if you need to go get one ingredient to make something with. I don't have that app, but that's a great sounding app. All right, I'm gonna have to find out and get back to you, Food Heals Nation. Yes. <laughs> so can you bust the myth that eating organic, eating plant-based is expensive? 
Eating plant-based is not expensive at all. It can be if you make it expensive. Well, yes, if you're buying processed foods. But if you scale back and you're buying whole real foods, it is far less expensive. Right. Now, if you want to buy processed foods, there's also different places to buy them too. I mean, you're talking about shopping at Whole Foods and in LA we have Erewhon. They're kind of like the Mercedes and the Teslas of the grocery (laughs) world. They're definitely the Teslas because they're like cutting edge and trendy. Yeah, but do you know who the number one um, distributor of organic produce is? Okay, I have two guests. Okay. Walmart or Costco? Walmart, Costco's number two. Wow, okay. They have so many vegan options at both of those places, and you're going to get the vegan staples that you love for much cheaper. You might have to buy them in bulk, but again, that's what your freezer is really good for. I highly recommend people buy in bulk and freeze, and then you always have something around to eat, and it's half the cost. Yeah. What are some of the staples that you usually freeze? Like you were talking about eating seasonally, is there something that you buy in season, in bulk, and then freeze so that you can have it, you know, more year round? Yeah, of course. You can always like make ahead recipes. Like this last weekend I did an event and I had a bunch of this stuffing for taco that I had, and then I had a bunch of leftover masa. So instead of throwing those things out and how many of those things could I possibly eat within the last couple of days? So last night I just sat there um, with my masa and my stuffing and I made a whole bunch of empanadas and I froze them. And so they're all in my freezer. So, you know, and whenever I come home from a long day week and I don't have anything to go, there you go. Take it, throw them in the frying pan and they're done. Okay. So I just made an executive decision that we're going to happy hour at your house instead of... (laughs) Yes. Yes. Always come to my house. That sounds so good. There's always food and food development (laughs) happening. Um, But things like that, again, um, making a large batch of sauces. If you have a big family, make a double batch and then freeze half of it. I like freezing in smaller portions, you know, just defrost what you need instead of having to defrost an entire batch of something. Veggie burgers is another thing. I love making veggie burgers. So if I feel like one veggie burger, I'll make a whole batch of them, wrap them individually, stick them in a freezer, and then I've got them for the next couple months. But you make them yourself. You're not talking about like getting the frozen Beyond Burger or something. No, I'm talking about making it yourself because again, it's more cost effective. Your money will go further and it's a whole plant-based food. You know what you're putting into it. You can choose how much salt you're putting into it. You can choose to not have any MSG in it. You know, there's a study that I read recently that consuming large amounts of salt is just as deadly as smoking a pack of cigarettes a day. Right. And I think they said the same thing about sugar Mm -hmm. in one of these documentaries. Maybe what the health. Now, time out because not all sugar is created equal. We're not talking about stopping eating apples and bananas and fruit and strawberries. We're talking about processed Processed sugar. sugar. Yes. Yes. Okay. Thank you for clarifying that. Yes. (laughs) So sugar gets a bad name. I know. Okay. So where can we find your recipes? Cause I'm like, I know you have a cookbook that's going to come out. It's not ready yet, but where can people go and get some recipes right now? Cause I know my mouth is watering just Aww. from talking to you. Well, I have some recipes on my website, which is just lesslederso.com. But then I also am doing a lot of recipes on my Instagram and in my mailing list. I try and send out a once a month newsletter with recipes that are kind of secret just for the people that are subscribing. Leslie's catered a couple of my events, but also I've been to her events and everything is divine. Even we have a monthly meetup and you guys are all welcome if you're in LA, vegan lady boss, but where she makes, everyone brings something, but whatever Leslie has made, you are dying. It is so delicious. And she makes it look so easy. You're so sweet. Well, cooking should be easy. It should be. It should be very low stress and fun. 
it should be fun. And if more people treated it as fun and something light and not put all this pressure on having to do some epic, unbelievable dinner for somebody, it would be a lot more fun for some people. I do think it's fun, but I am, I don't think it's as fun as you think it is fun. (laughs) So I need to learn. I do. There's the five languages of love. I feel like my language of love is the sixth. It's the feeding people language of love. I, I get so much joy out of feeding people. Maybe that's like the gift giving one because you're giving them the gift of food, not only just food, but food that nourishes them. You know, like we always grow up like with food is love, but unhealthy food, that's not something that we want to be putting in our bodies. And you're here. I want to nourish people with healthy food that actually tastes amazing and show people how plant based meals can taste so good and get rid of that stigma that like vegans eat fucking lettuce, you know? Oh, yeah, I know. And every time I'll meet meat eaters and they'll be like, no, never trust a skinny chef. And I'm like, Never trust a fat chef. I could not agree more. That's funny that they say that to you. Yeah. I mean, the way that I look is a direct result of what I put in my body yeah. and the kind of food that I feed other people. Yeah. And that's And kind I of... eat with her all the time. She eats people. So uh, it's I, not one of those fake... I eat a lot. But <laughs> fake, I like, eat... oh, I'm actually anorexic here. No, but I eat whole real food. Yeah. And that's it is when you eat whole real food, you can eat a lot more of it. Yeah. And you don't eat a lot of the processed meat and things like that. I no. eat some, but very little. Um, I enjoy it when I'm out and I'm like, oh my God, the only option in Indiana is the Beyond Burger or whatever, or the Impossible Burger. And I'm like, yay. But when I'm home and I have control over my meals, like I don't eat that stuff. Well, I'll also say it's never the only option. Even in those states that you just listed, there's always more options. I've been to 49 of our 50 states and I have never been super desperate to find food. Well, usually I'm like, okay, we'll take the rice from this dish, the tomato and avocado from this mm-hmm. dish, the, you know, and I just put, I, I have them put something together and you know, who does it the best, honestly, is Italian restaurants because yeah. they take so much pride in their pastas and their sauces and their olive oils and their red sauce. So if you're like, I don't eat meat or cheese, I really want to taste like your pasta with red sauce with vegetables. They will take so much care to make you something so delicious. Yeah. So, it'll be out of this world. Yeah. Well, Italy is so easy to eat. I mean, we went to Italy together. There's so many foods that are accidental vegan yeah it's so easy to eat there so delicious I can't even eat here now that I've been exposed like olives are not the same wine is not the same I mean we're so spoiled now we are nothing is the same they really do but you know Italy grows all those restaurants grow most of their own food right it's local it's it's organic mm -hmm. it's grown in the region they take so much pride in it yep you're taking all the words right out of my mouth sorry go ahead leslie oh you did it you said i hung out with you too much now i know i know your spiel so (laughs) i've adopted it as my own that's what happens when you hang out with people too much (laughs) it's totally fine we should just continue to hang out even more sounds good well thank you so much for being here remind everyone one more time where they can find you online Sure. All my social media is just Leslie Durso, L-E-S-L-I-E-D-U-R-S-O, and it's lesliedurso.com. To listen to the full episode with Leslie, go back to episode 291 of Food Heals. Food Heals Nation, are you ready to have the best sleep of your life? I don't say that life lightly. I have trouble sleeping, and when I cannot fall asleep, the number one solution that I have found are my Serenity Gummies. These are CBD and a microdose of THC. These are functional adaptogenic mushrooms. These Serenity Gummies help me fall asleep and stay asleep. They reduce my stress almost immediately. I can literally feel a light tingling of stress melting away. My thoughts stop spiraling, right? Like it just gives me this calm 
and allows my mind and body to actually unwind. You know that feeling when you're all wound up and you can't stop thinking about something? That's what happens to me. And when that happens to me, there's nothing that can get me out of it. Even my meditation practices, like even a nice hot tea, like it's so hard to get out of that. These serenity gummies, they don't knock me out like a drug. They literally slowly and effortlessly put me into a state of relaxation that leads to sleep. There's nothing else like it. Uh, They also have their CBN nightcaps. This can be a good combo that also encourages deep restorative sleep. So let me just tell you that if you want to have the best sleep of your life, go to curednutrition.com slash foodheals, use the discount code foodheals, and you can save 20% off. Again, I recommend the Serenity Gummies, my favorite flavor is the clementine. You can also get the best-selling bundle, which is the Serenity Gummies plus the CBN Nightcaps. So give it a try. See what you think. If you like it, go ahead and put it on auto ship because I promise you, my friend, if you can't sleep, this is going to change your life. I love it. I know you will too. Again, it's all over at cured, C-U-R-E-D, nutrition.com slash food heals. Next up, my interview with Stephanie Dreyer. My approach to helping people is I am my, I have a five-step system that literally evolved out of my challenge and daily struggle to feed my family. And um, it didn't come overnight. It was perfected over several years and I still use it. It's what I use every week with my own family as well as in my membership. And I started to tell you a little bit, it starts with planning to eat. So like anything that's worth doing that you want to, you know, be successful at, you commit to it and you have to plan for it. You have to put it in your calendar. So I have three things that I, you know, commit to doing every week. I make dates with myself. I try to make it a fun, happy thing. I, I, you know, have a date to meal plan every week, you know, Thursday nights, I set aside a half hour to make my meal plan for the family. I go, I set aside time on Fridays after work to go to the grocery store. And I set aside time on Sundays, a two hour block to meal prep. And there's a lot of different ideas and definitions about batch cooking and meal prep. So let me share my approach as a busy working mama with three kids. I, and I love to cook, by the way, I've always loved to cook and I enjoy cooking. But at the end of a long day, the last thing I want to do is spend 45 minutes to an hour in the kitchen making dinner, even though I want to sit down and have a homemade lovely meal with my family. So how do I make that happen? Right? Like I, it's not that I don't want to cook. It's just that I want to do it in about 20 to 30 minutes. So that's my approach. So how do you do that? Um, I commit to spending two hours, not five hours or even more on the weekend prepping everything for the week. What I do is I make my meal plan work for me. I look at my schedule when when I sit down to do my meal plan, I look at my schedule and I say, okay, how much time do I have for dinner prep each night? And then I also do this with breakfast and lunch, but I'll just take dinner because it's something that we probably all focus on more than anything. Um, And I look at how much time I have each day to meal to dinner prep. And I block that off and then base and I put that in my calendar, by the way, again, I'm planning to prep, planning to eat. And then based on the amount of time I have each night for that particular week, I select meal ideas and recipes that are going to work for me. So for example, 
Um, I just did my meal plan last night. So I was fresh in my head. Um, on Tuesday, we always do tacos in my house, Taco Tuesday. But my um, son has a baseball game at 4.30 and that's going to go until seven o'clock. So it would be really easy for me to say, oh, we're going to pick up Chipotle on the way home or whatever, you know, fast food, you know, whatever. Sure. I instead <laughs> plan to prep the taco filling on Sunday when I do my regular meal prep as one of my recipes that I'm going to batch cook. And so when I come home at seven with the kids, I'll just have to heat that up and put some toppings on the table and heat up some tortillas, you know, we'll eat by seven thirty. Well, you know, which is about, we usually, my kids are a little older, so we usually eat around seven or seven thirty anyway. So that's an example of making it work for me. And I, you, I look at my schedule. I pick about six ish recipes for me. I have found is the sweet spot in my membership. It's usually four to six recipes and I can, because I'm an expert at this and I do it all the time, I can actually go up to eight recipes in two hours, depending on the type of recipe. That's but pretty impressive, is- I'm just going to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I mean, and it's like, you know, you've got stuff, several things going on at the same time, right? So it's like you get skilled at, okay. And, and that's, you know, actually, that's what I do in Batch Cooking Club is I tell you how to prep it so that you can do you know, four to six things at the same time, like you're going to do this first. And while that's simmering, you're going to get this done. And while that's raising your marinating, you're going to do this. And so that's part of the membership as I spell that out for you. So you don't have to think about it. But so anyway, the back to the, the batch cooking that session on Sunday when I or whatever day you decide to do it, that ends up being the, the four to six things, whether it's a full soup that I make or a casserole and two dressings and some, you know, rice, whatever those four to six recipes are, they are to, to add to the during the week to speed up dinner during the week. They're to help me get the, the meal on the table quicker. And that has been like life changing for me. And it comes rather intuitively to me. And I realized that it wasn't so much for other people. And that's kind of what led me onto this path was this struggle of trying to feed my family, especially with non vegans in the house. My oldest went vegetarian on her own about five years ago. And she can't give up the cheese either like I couldn't. And um, <laughs> we'll see where I was still hoping that, you know, she's gonna she's gonna come have my enlightenment at some point. Um, well, has she tried Miyoko's? Because that might change her life. <laughs> she loves Miyoko's. She loves Miyoko's, but she loves her grilled cheeses, and she just doesn't like I. And I love the Violife cheeses, but mm. she she won't. She doesn't like it. So anyway, but she does love the, she does love tree lines. She loves Miyoko's. Like she definitely has had her share of vegan cheese. There are um, so many good ones now. It's amazing. There are. We are so lucky. We are so so lucky. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, that's, you know, that's the system that I just kind of walked you through right now, that, that mindset, that's what my membership is based on. That's what I help my members and my clients do. I will help them create a meal plan, like a template. Um, if they need that extra help, if they need more than just the membership where I set them up with, okay, here's your, you know, four dinners for the week. I give you four dinners and then I give you those four to six recipes to prep on the weekend to speed up those dinners. But if you need more help than that to actually carve out, okay, well, where do I put those four dinners and what do I cook on the other three nights? And what about breakfast and lunch? I help, you know, clients do that too, to kind of just make a plan. So it takes the thinking out of it. And I think, 
that's the thing I've taken away is I, as a busy mom, I don't want to have to think about it again. Like I love to cook. I love the time I sit down with my family to a home cooked meal, knowing that food is my love language. So knowing that I put that together, I feel like a rock star. You know, when I get every night, when I have, we have dinner together, I'm like, yes, we're sitting down. I did it. And I feel like a million bucks, but you, you do have to like plan for it and you have to make the commitment to it. And it's not necessarily, um, it's not, it doesn't have to be hard though, is what I wanted to say. And as I was struggling to figure out how to make this work, I realized I don't want to think about all the things I think about, make so many decisions a day. If I can just spend 30 minutes once a week, figuring out the plan, doing the grocery list and figuring out what I'm going to prep on the weekend, then I don't have to think about this anymore during the week. I literally just show up in my kitchen during my dinner prep time. And it's, you know, I've got the food in the fridge. I've got what I need prepped. And, and I know I just looked at my paper and go, Oh, that's right. We're having tacos tonight. It's that simple. Um, so for me, it relieved a lot of stress. It was good for my mental health. It was good for my family's mental health because mom wasn't stressed out and hurrying around. And I want to bring that to other people. That's why I started my membership. I wanted to make that kind of dinner transformation possible for other families, especially those struggling um, with families who maybe were mixed with vegan and non-vegan or just plant-based in general, just to help support, you know, or help us be successful on our journeys. So that's the evolution of, of where I am today and with Batch Cooking Club. Well, I love that. And I'm, I'm definitely feeling inspired to do more meal planning and meal prep because you do make it sound so lovely. Just be like, oh, it's taco night. No problem. Like, that sounds awesome. So tell me about some of your favorite um, go-to meals that, you know, you can do pretty quickly and pretty easily that also taste delicious. Like you mentioned the tacos. Like, what are some other examples? There's some beautiful recipes on your Instagram. I'd just love to know some of your favorites. Oh, thank you. Well, okay, I can share some of my family's favorite. One of my favorite meal idea in general is a food bar, um, especially if you've got either allergies in your family or mixed eaters, plant-based, non-plant-based, because you can make one meal. Like, that's the other thing. I was tired of making multiple meals to feed me and my vegetarian and my other, and I had a son, my son was gluten-free for a while. So it was like crazy in my house everybody needed something different. So I, right. I, I don't, <laughs> so I realized this idea of a food bar was a win-win because I could make one meal and everyone was eating the same thing, but that everyone could customize it to their own preference. And it also gave control back to the kids over what they put on their plate, which was also a win because then they tended, tended to eat more vegetables and try new things when they had more control over what was going over, going on in their plate. So tacos is a great one. And a food bar, if you're not familiar with that, is just basically what it sounds like. It's like think of a salad bar, but with any kind of a meal. So tacos, for example, it's a taco bar. And at the beginning, when I first went vegan, we had the taco, the, the bean filling, and then we had the turkey filling that my dad made for us. And we had all the, you know, I made the homemade pico de gallo, the guacamole, all the toppings, right? But so then every, you could choose which filling and what toppings and everybody was eating the same thing. Over time, the kids are like, mom, we don't really need the turkey. We like your bean filling. You don't need to make that anymore. So you never know what's gonna happen when you also serve foods like that because when you keep introducing them, that you know, your kids are, are very um, 
resilient and not even that that was something to be resilient about, but they're, they're, you know, open to new things, even though they might at first be hesitant. So I found it's a win-win with the food bars. And so the other one that they love is sushi bowls. And we do um, marinated tofu. You can either buy it in the store or just marinate your own meal, prep it on the weekend and bake it, chop it up. And I will make a big pot of uh, sushi rice and I put out the rice, the tofu, maybe some edamame and all the veggies we have, you know, this one likes cucumbers, this one likes carrots, this one likes green onions. Like, so I just go to town with all the vegetables and um, have a little bit of teriyaki or um, tamari on the table, some some sesame seeds, some nori, you know, and just kind of let everyone make their own bowl. So that's another like big favorite in my house. Um, and then I'm half Italian and half Spanish. So there's like some kind of family-ish recipes I've kind of veganized over the years and have become some of my favorites. One is lasagna. I love making lasagna. That's one of our faves. And um, so is enchiladas. I have a bean and uh, potato enchilada with salsa verde that I do an enchilada sauce. Super simple, super simple, by the way. Um, but so delicious, which is my type of meal. Simple and delicious. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so those are some of your favorite recipes, and they can follow you on Instagram to learn some of those. You've got Veg Mama and you've got Batch Cooking Club. So start there, Food Heals Nation, if you just want to get a taste of what we've been talking about. I know my mouth is personally watering right now. I was like, this all sounds so <laughs> Thank good. you. Yeah. And so you've got the Batch Cooking Club. And so tell me, I know you mentioned like what you get out of it, but tell me more about like how to get into it, what you do on a weekly basis. Can you connect with other members? Like how does that all work? Yes. Thank you. Thank you for asking. Um, so it's an annual membership where you get stuff, you get plans every week. So you get a dinner plan and a prep plan every week with four dinner recipes and then a prep plan with four to six recipes to prep on the weekend to speed up those dinners during the week. And the prep plan gives you the equipment you need, the, you know, like the tools, um, tells you all that stuff that you're going to need, which is never crazy stuff. It's just, you know, cutting board, knife, that kind of stuff. And then I also outline what storage containers you're going to need. So you know exactly, you know, how much space you're going to need to carve out in your fridge. And then it gives you a step-by-step -step plan, literally like, okay, preheat your oven first. Next, you're going to do this. And while this is boiling, you're going to marinate this. So again, take the thinking out of it. Um, it also includes a grocery list, which I know a lot of people like. And then we also have a private members only Facebook community where there's a lot of connection and I do live weekly calls. We have fun stuff. I've got like a fun contest and things always going on because I love my members so much and I just want to inspire and cheer them on. Um, so I'm always trying to come up with new ways to support them and and I, and you have full access to me, you know, I'm, I, I love talking about meal prep and, um, helping with these ch challenge. I know how challenging it is to feed a family and I just don't want people to suffer the way that I struggled. And so I try to make myself as available as possible in the group, outside of the group. I always tell them, just DM me if you have a question, if you're at the store. Oh, and we also give you, um, an ingredient substitution guide. Speaking of, feeding a family and the challenges go with that. Um, as I mentioned, my son was gluten, um, had a gluten allergy for a little bit, or we thought he did. So all of our recipes um, that I create, they have our alternatives for gluten, soy, uh, nuts, 
and oil-free. So if you're following those diets, I always give you options. And then I have an ingredient substitution guide that gets updated every week. So basically for every recipe in our plans, there is an alternative suggestion so that if your kid doesn't like broccoli or you don't have that at your grocery store that week, or if you forgot to get it in, in your pantry, you don't have it, I give you some alternatives to, again, take the thinking out of it and cover you even if it's an ingredient. So I've tried to think of everything to support you. Um, and yeah, I'm trying to think, was there anything else? I think that co that covers it. <laughs> what no, else would you want? So awesome. Tell me what else you'd want. <laughs> I mean, I, it sounds good to me. It sounds like everything I would want because it is so true. There are so many food allergies, food sensitivities. You know, people have celiac or people are like, I want to be plant-based, but I also want to be healthy. And there's so much vegan junk food that it's really easy to go down that rabbit hole. And girl, I will try every vegan ice cream that comes <laughs> on the market. Every vegan cheese, don't get me wrong, but it not, it's not necessarily a health food just because it's plant-based face. And that's something that as it gains popularity, it's so fun for us because we have more and more options, but it's also dangerous, right? <laughs> yes, totally. I can relate to that for sure. Like on your Instagram, you have, you know, your spinach artichoke dip and you say, is it true or false that spinach artichoke, artichoke dip is full of not so good for you ingredients? And you're like, false and here's how to do it. And that's such a good way to get people to understand how to make these plant-based foods, the healthy versions that still taste good. So, I mean, you show on your Instagram how you can make it as a dip, and then you have these soft shells, stuffed shells that look absolutely oh, yeah. <laughs> divine. I'm like, I, I'm like, I got to make this. So thank you. And they're so yeah. easy. They're so easy. Yeah. I would love to hear more about like how to make something simple like this that can taste delicious and is also not going to be high calorie or high fat or break the bank. Like let's bust some of those myths on how we can make plant-based eating healthy and inexpensive. Exactly. I mean, so that is a great recipe. That's a new recipe. I think my members are making this week um, and or next week. I think it was from this week's plan. I can't keep it straight. And that mm -hmm. dip, my husband was like eating it with a spoon out of the fridge. He was like, oh my God, this dip <laughs> is so good. Um, and, you know, so that's an example of how to take stuffed shells, right? It seems like a very decadent meal with, you know, usually filled with cheese and then sauce and then more cheese and all this cream and whatever. So what I did is I used the spinach dip as the base and you're prepping that spinach dip on the weekend. So it's all ready for you. So then when you come to make dinner, all you're doing is you're boiling the shells, spooning the, the dip or the spinach dip in the shells, putting it in a casserole dish, covering it with some marinara and some, I put some diced tomatoes in there and it bakes for 10 minutes just to heat through. So it's like super, super simple. Um, you could even make this, you could even, even cook the shells ahead of time as well. So you really, you're just stuffing and putting it then in the dish. Super, super simple. There's no dairy in it. There's no, um, like not good for you ingredients. It's fresh, you know, tastes yummy. Um, and I love that the, you can batch cook the dip. If you want to get even, you know, fancier, you make a double batch of that dip and you can snack on it all week long too. So you've got a dinner and a snack. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I love it. It looks so good. I, I need to make this like ASAP like yesterday. <laughs>
And so your whole thing is based on whole foods, but I want to talk about some swaps. Like what are some of your favorite swaps? Like instead of sour cream, you could either make it yourself or you could buy this brand. Like what are some of your favorite healthy swaps that anyone can just go buy at the grocery store or make with a couple ingredients really easily? Yeah. So I have some faves for sure. So um, Kite Hill is my favorite for Greek yogurt. Like if I'm making any kind, I love Mediterranean food. So if I I'm making um, any kind of yogurt sauces. I go to Kite Hill. They have a great Greek yogurt that's vegan. That's my absolute favorite. And they also, I did a whipped feta last night with that. I used their feta and their um, their Greek yogurt and whipped that up. And it was delish. My, my Oh, I, that's a great example, actually, because my oldest daughter, Gabby, the vegetarian who doesn't like vegan cheese, was eating it. And she's like, Mom did you use vegan feta for this? And I said, I sure did. And she was like, no, it doesn't even taste like it. It tastes like the real thing. And I was like, there you go. Yay, I won on that one. Yes, nice. So that's one of my favorites. Um, Let me see, what else? What about some milks? Oh, milks, that's a good one. Okay, so I I tend to go towards almond milk for baking. And then in like smoothies and stuff, I love Ripple because of the pea protein in it. And my husband and I also love oat milk. So that's like for if I'm making like, um, like a golden milk or like yeah. a cocoa or something like that. I really like a more of a comfort like drink, warm drink. I love the oat milk for that. It's really thick and creamy. It's so good. Yes, I love, I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. So those are some good milk swaps. And what about, do you make your own in the blender? Are you making cashew milk, anything like that? You know, I have never made my own nut milk and actually our mutual friend, Leslie Durso, she, we were just talking about this. She's like, I cannot believe you buy almond milk. She's like, you can make this so easy. You got to stop doing it. And I was like, I know. And she's right. Like I could totally do on my batch cook day. It would totally take me like five minutes to make this. So I'm going to need to, I need to follow her advice and save some money. And there's an idea, by the way, of a way to save money is that's an easy thing that you can make in bulk on the weekend and save money doing it. Right. Um, right. So if you make it yourself, I love to buy things in bulk, like nutritional yeast is, I go through that, like, you know, it's water. I put it in everything. Oh, I love it. I love it on popcorn. Yeah. I love it. Um, so I buy that in bulk, you know, and I save a lot of money by doing that. Same with beans. Um, I, I do buy a lot of canned beans. I don't make a ton of beans, from scratch, unless I'm making like a soup or a stew or something like that. Um, and I'm okay with the cans. Like I, I, I know some people are worried about that. I just try to stick with a, with a good brand. Um, and yeah, so, um, I'm not so good. You were saying, do I make it from scratch? I don't make, I don't make a lot of milks from scratch or cheeses for that matter. I've tried making cheese before and I love it. It's just, that's a little labor intensive. I'd rather go buy my Miyoko's and call it a day. (laughs) (laughs) To listen to the full episode with Stephanie, go back to episode 331 of Food Heals. Food Heals Nation, last chance to get a wellness box full of over $350 worth of health and wellness products. It's actually worth more uh, because I've gotten more products since I wrote that. Um, So it's probably over $400 at this point. It's probably over $450 at this point. You can get a wellness box shipped straight to your door. This offer is good until the end of February. So you've only got a couple days. Um, You remember I was talking about my ebook, The Food Freedom Formula, The Manifestation Method 
method to crush cravings, banish body shame, and end emotional eating for good. Well, I'm bundling these together so you can get the wellness box and the book this month only. Go to foodhealsnation.com formula, and you can place your order for the Food Freedom Formula Bundle, and you'll get the Food Freedom ebook. You'll get the Food Heals Wellness Box shipped straight to your door. So what is in the wellness box? Oh my God, it's so good. I have so many products for you. I've got CBD fountain products. I've got Organifi products. I've got cured nutrition products. I've got things from the Global Healing Center. I've got Just Thrive Health products. I've got Keon Aminos. I have books from some of our favorite authors and people. This wellness box is going to blow your mind and there's only a couple of days left. So go check it out right now at foodhealsnation.com slash formula or my Insta friends. You can get it at my link in bio at Allison Melody TV. This offer is open to U.S. residents only. It's available during the month of February only or while supplies last. I do have enough for you. Um, so supplies have lasted to the end of the month. I got three left. So if you want it. Now's the time to get it if you're ready to eliminate food cravings, drop the body shame, stop binge eating, and lose the weight for good this year. This is the perfect bundle for you. This bundle will make you feel amazing from the inside out. These are the products that I take every single day of my life, and they make me feel, look, and just be fantastic. Feel, look, and am fantastic. And <laughs> they make me feel and look fantastic. That's it. And I want you to feel and look fantastic too. So again, foodhealsnation.com slash formula. Next up, my interview with Tony Akamoto. So take us through some of the tips so that we can save time and money in the kitchen. Uh, yes, I recommend starting with a meal plan. Check out your pantry, see what you already have. And so what I like to do is, again, open my refrigerator, do a quick assessment. What do I have and what can I use? What's about to expire? Because I don't want to go to the grocery store and have to buy 100% new groceries. And then from there, I'll sometimes either do a quick Google search based on the ingredients that I have, like an eggplant. I have an eggplant. What can I do with an eggplant that's new and exciting and not going to take me forever? And I'll take my eggplant, see what I can throw in with it, and then go to the grocery store with my grocery shopping list and buy only what is needed to make the meals that I need for the week. And when I choose my grocery store, I usually go with one that's a little bit further from my house. So I recommend exploring different options. The one closest to my house is a co-op and it's pretty expensive. But if I go maybe an extra 10 minutes, it's dramatically cheaper at this like warehouse style grocery store. And they have tons of bulk bins, like aisles of bulk bins. And that's where I do my grocery shopping. And so explore what you've got in your neighborhood. In my neighborhood, there are some international grocery stores. There are small mom and pop shops. There's a co-op and there's this big giant warehouse style grocery store. So there's something for everyone. Uh, and you have to just decide which is best for you and your family. Some of my favorite ways to save money, it's by mostly meal planning and shopping with intention. And can you take us back? And I know your journey going plant-based started as early as 15. Can you take us through what happened and got you on the plant power journey that you're on today? Sure. Yeah. So I started very, very, very slowly, not even realizing that I would be here plant-based today. Uh, yeah. I actually had some negative feelings about 
veganism and plant-based living. And I just thought, oh, that's not for me, that no one in my family is vegan. I don't really know a lot of vegans. It's a hippy-dippy lifestyle that I don't want to associate with. And so I had some negative feelings in the very beginning, but I originally heard about eating healthier and eliminating red meat through a high school track coach. He helped me understand that what I put in my body would affect how I perform. And that's not something that I had considered before. And right across the street from my high school, there was fast food and I would eat the fast food. And and don't get me wrong, I still eat fast food occasionally, but I now understand that it's not the best food for optimal health and it will affect how I perform as an athlete. And so I eliminated the frequent Taco Bell trips and I also (laughs) eliminated the red meat from my diet. And from there, I just kept going slowly and slowly and slowly until I became a vegetarian when I graduated high school and moved out of my parents' house. And then I became a, a vegan when I found a veg club on my college campus. They were just so great having a support system, having a community to walk you through it and who are in a similar position in life as you is super helpful. Having friends who were in their early 20s, also budget conscious. Some of them were also deeply rooted in their cultural foods like I was. Having that support system really helped me make the lifestyle change. Absolutely. And what results were you seeing when you changed your diet in track and in your life? It's funny because at that time I began to perform better and not get sick to my stomach after I was Mm. running these intense workouts. And then later on, I became kind of a junk food vegan again. And I started training. So this is, let's see, now maybe 10 years later, a little less than maybe eight years after I had already become vegan, I started marathon training. And I had to go back to that time where what I wanted was to be healthy. And so I started eating more whole foods and remembering that what I put in my body is how I'm going to feel. It's so true. And, you know, going back to what you said, your high school being across the street from fast food, my college, same thing. I remember that we were across the street from a Taco Bell. And then like right next to us was a Hardee's, which is the same as, you know, Carl's Jr. in California. And so any way that you turned out of the college, you were faced immediately with fast food. And so it just was a part of the lifestyle that at the time, you know, back then I wasn't conscious at all. Um, It was just the norm. Broke college kids go eat fast food. And if you're not being told because you're playing a sport or because you have a, you know, a health issue or an injury, you know, maybe foods could help you heal or feel better or play better, then a lot of times this is why we're gaining that freshman 15 or, you know, all that kind of stuff they say about college. And I, it certainly happened to me and I can't pinpoint that it was the fast food or it wasn't, but, you know, we are so young and we are not being exposed to these things at an early age. So I'm really happy that your book and your website does all of that and helps people see that there's another, a better way to do this. And it can be affordable because obviously we know fast food is affordable. That's why people go there. Besides the fact that it's addictive. (laughs) It's, It's interesting that you say that because it's actually a lot more expensive than cooking your food at home. And I work with a woman named Michelle Kane. She runs the website called World of Vegan. And we did a project together last spring. It was like a small filmmaking project. She does videography on YouTube. And 
We wanted to. Yes, I love Michelle, by the way. Oh, isn't she great? (laughs) I love everything about her content. She's so welcoming and positive and super authentic. Yep. And so we did, we worked on a project together where we found someone on Craigslist and he lived about an hour away in a rural community. And we asked him, if we pay for your grocery stores and help you learn to cook, can you eat plant-based for seven days and let us document your journey? And he told us about his lifestyle. He said he had really never cooked. He eats fast food minimum of 12 times per week. And he was just so wonderful and stuck in a rut. He didn't know Mm -hmm. how to move forward. And we got to document the whole process. And we did his blood work on day one and on day seven. And in that time, we monitored how much money he was saving versus with our meal plan that we had offered him versus how much he had been spending on the 12 meals he was eating for fast food. And it was I think a $5,000 a year difference. If he ate plant-based the way we were teaching him, he would be saving $5,000 a year on food. And saving all the money on his future healthcare costs. Way to go, girl. That's amazing. Exactly. And in that seven days, he lowered his cholesterol. He he got himself out of the pre-diabetic zone. He lost eight pounds. And he said he felt generally happier and healthier. And we were so proud of him. He even got his mom to do it with him. And it's incredible how quickly the body can heal. I mean, seven days sounds like a miracle, but that's how quickly the body is like, yeah, let's get back into balance. This is what we do. Yep. We actually had Dr. Michael Greger in Mm -hmm. the film with us talking to Raul about his journey. And he was talking about how that kind of change happens with months of medications for some people without a lifestyle change. They have to still do months of medications. And he was able to reverse his poor health or begin the reversal of his poor health in just seven days with a lifestyle change. Amazing. And where can people watch this transformation? Oh, thank you. It's at sevendaysdoc.com. Sevendaysdoc.com. Okay, go check it out, Food Heals Nation. I love stories like this because it is so true that yes, healing can take time and it has taken us time to destroy our bodies and create disease in the body, but you will be pleasantly surprised in most cases how quickly the body can bounce back. So that's a great point. It's so cool that you guys did that. And so let's go back into, you know, you said it actually costs less to eat plant-based if you do it the right way than it does to eat fast food. And I, and I guess I should have said that it is a misconception that fast food is cheap, but it seems cheap when you don't know how to cook, when you don't know how to purchase in bulk, when you see the prices at Whole Foods or something like that, if you're like, I want to eat healthy, but I can't because it's too expensive. So take us through some of those really money-saving tips that everyone can do right now. Like, would it be like, buy all your quinoa in bulk, and then then you always have a recipe? Like, what are some of your number one tips? When I started plant-based on a budget, I would regularly tell people that eating plant-based was affordable, and I would have tons of recipes, but when it came down to it, people didn't have the familiarity with cooking and grocery shopping and didn't know how to put the recipes together to make a meal plan. And so it wasn't enough to just offer recipes. And so what I started to do was create free meal plans on plantbasedonabudget.com that showed people how to eat on a tight budget of $25 per week of fully plant-based Monday through Sunday breakfast, lunch, and dinner meals. 
Oh my, I'm blown away right now. 25, I thought you were going to say $25 a day. <laughs> no, no, no. That's $1.20 per meal. And it was really hard. And I understand why some people who don't have a lot of food money feel stressed because I sat at the grocery store for hours doing the work so that other people don't have to do the work and figuring out what are the cheapest ways to save money. And I went to a place that had bulk bins because buying only what you need saves a lot of money. You don't have to go buy a full bag when you only need one cup of brown rice to last you for a couple days. Uh, so what I did was I cooked all of my stuff on my day off. And for people who want to save Money, I recommend thinking about your time too. Time is the most valuable asset that I feel we have and we can be spending time working or spending time with family or whatever it is that makes you happy. And so I definitely consider that. I had everyone doing their cooking on their day off and cooking four entrees to last you the whole week. And so you are eating leftovers four times, four meals, three times each. And then I did overnight oats for breakfast or something like a granola. Those are really easy. Breakfast cereals, all of those things are easy and inexpensive. At the bulk bins where I shopped, I could buy bulk cereal. So cornflakes or, or whatever your favorite cereals were. And that also saved a lot of money. So instead of buying the full box, I bought in bulk. And okay, so this sounds a little bit, a little bit interesting. When I go to the grocery store, I bring a calculator and I bring my measuring cups. And Can I just bring you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I would actually love to go grocery shopping with you. Uh, I bring my measuring cups. And when I get there, I cover it in the plastic bag so that it's hygienic. And I measure out exactly what I need. So if I know I'm cooking two cups of brown rice that week for my meal plan, I only buy the two cups. I don't eyeball it. I only buy what I need. And that helps save a lot of money. Another thing that I do is I rely on some frozen produce. You can buy frozen produce at the Dollar Tree store. You can buy frozen produce for under a dollar at places like Walmart. And it helps reduce food waste. So if you're someone who ends up buying a lot of greens and whatever your favorite vegetables are, and then you have the best intentions, but let them go to the wayside, check out frozen produce because that'll definitely save you money in the long run. There are some people who feel like, what about the nutrition? But when you're throwing it away, it doesn't really matter. It's just like throwing dollars away. So I rely on frozen produce in the meal plans. Great. And I feel like I do a lot of frozen produce too. And here's why. I have my farm box delivered. So it's like between 24 to 45 bucks, depending on what I get. It's every two weeks. And it delivers me two boxes of fresh fruits and vegetables in season, organic and local. And it's so much fun. So I always have something fresh, but then sometimes I'm making something and I won't have the fresh ingredient, but guess what? I have it frozen because I already had it in the freezer from last season or because I was at the grocery store buying in bulk. And so then I can make the perfect combination I need of frozen and fresh vegetables. And I think freezing is always good because then you always have an ingredient that may not be in season or you may not, you know, have access to at that moment or want to go out and buy. So I think, you know, combining is fine. Yeah, definitely. I live in an apartment now, but I used to have a garden. And when I had a backyard, I 
would grow tomatoes and zucchini and can a lot of what I was making. So I would make tomato marinara sauce and can that or just boil my tomatoes and freeze those for the rest of the season so I can make fresh marinara later. Yum. I'm getting hungry. (laughs) Okay. I want to know more about gardening. So tell everyone what they can do, whether they have a yard or just an apartment and you can just grow things on your windowsill. What can we do to garden? Okay. So my mom has never been a gardener. Well, she was like, she was never a gardener. And then she started growing in her windowsill, these little seeds of tomato plants and zucchini plants. So the tomatoes and zucchinis grow really well in Sacramento. You can grow massive amounts. I was so tired of zucchini one year. I did zucchini cupcakes and zucchini bread and zucchini chips, and they do really well in Northern California. And so my mom, who has never, ever done it, grew beautiful gardens just by doing quick Google searches. And she had no experience. She didn't have a lot of time to garden. And it worked really well for her. What I did was I went to Home Depot and bought the little plants. So that was too much work for me to to grow them in my windowsill. And I planted them in containers. So I also at Home Depot bought like a little, they're like big flower pots. And they were five bucks. So not that much money. And I would say in tomatoes and zucchini, I saved probably $100 from just one plant of each of them. Wow, that's awesome. Yep. So I recommend even if you don't have a lot of space, you can put it on your porch, you can put it on your balcony, you can do more in your backyard if you want to plant them directly in the ground. It's definitely worth the time investment if you have the time. To listen to the full episode with Tony, go back to episode 291 of Food Heals. Who else wants a free, fresh bottle of olive oil shipped straight to their door? Let me back up. The first time I went to Italy, I finally tasted real olive oil for the first time. It's not that I had never had olive oil before, of course, in the States, but the difference was I was having olive oil made fresh from olives that were growing on the property in Ravello off the Amalfi Coast. It was an experience I will never forget, and I ended up shipping like six bottles of it home because I couldn't bear to go back to store-bought processed olive oil. Well, the same thing happened to TJ Robinson. He's also known as the olive oil hunter. He learned that olive oil packs the most flavor and the healthiest nutrients when it's fresh from the farm. And that's the problem with your typical like supermarket olive oil the olive oil is not fresh. They can sit on the shelf for months, years growing stale. And that's why I'm so excited that I now get my olive oil direct from small award-winning farms. Thanks to TJ, who I just did an olive oil tasting with, which was so fun. I absolutely fell in love with their vibrant, fresh, grassy flavors. They're totally delicious. They're great on veggies, pasta, salad, you name it. And TJ has his fresh pressed olive oil club and food heals nation he will send you a full-size bottle worth 39 dollars of one of the world's finest most artisanal olive oils fresh from the latest harvest but he's only going to charge you one dollar to help cover shipping there's no commitment to buy anything now or ever it's his gift to food heals nation so you can get your free 39 dollar bottle for just one dollar shipping taste the difference taste the freshness you can go to get fresh 323.com. That's getfresh323.com. You'll get your free bottle and you'll pay $1 for shipping. Getfresh323.com. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Next up, my interview with Whitney Lauritsen. Hi, Whitney. Thanks for joining me for a little Q&A. Thanks for having me, Allie. Yes. So this question is perfect for you. It comes from Asia. So Asia says, first of all, thank you, Fierce Females, for the work that you do. You're welcome, Asia. And thanks for calling us Fierce Females. Asia says, I've been binge listening to the podcast since I discovered it in December of 2017 and made it my New Year's resolution to change my diet and get healthier. I'm definitely eating healthier now than I was last year, but I haven't taken the full leap into veganism yet. But I am inspired by the stories of your podcast and people who have changed their bodies, gotten rid of toxins, and truly changed their health. So my question is, when it comes to veganism, where do I even start? I live in Mount Dora, Florida, and while there are some vegan options at some restaurants, my friends and family don't really eat this way, and I'm finding it really tough to go 100%. Any advice to help me go vegan for good? So Whitney, I wanted to bring you on because I knew you'd be the perfect person to help answer this question because you have your book, Healthy Organic Vegan on a Budget, which really helps people make the transition. So what advice do you have for Asia? First of all, I would let you know, Asia, by the way, I love that name. (laughs) As soon as you said, I'm like, wow, that's so nice. So it just sounds nice. Asia, you're not alone. This is very common. This is one of the most common questions I've received in my 10 years of running my brand Eco Vegan Gal mm-hmm. and just having conversations. I've been vegan for about 15 years and this also just comes out up, up in a lot of personal conversations. And I think it's because maybe sometimes people think that they need to do it 100% and they need to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And they're concerned that if they're not perfect, then they don't qualify as an official vegan or that people are going to judge them if they don't, you know, they don't do it right. So I would say to take off that pressure and really just allow yourself to go in that journey if that works for you. Now, there are different approaches based on your personality. So I have a bit more of an all or nothing personality and I'm a very quick person to like I I make changes very fast. You're a quick so, learner. Yeah, and I I went vegetarian overnight, virtually, like literally, I think one night I had meat and then the next day I didn't have any for the rest of my life. So yeah, that's how I gave up chicken. I ordered it at a restaurant and I had just read skinny bitch and I sent it back because I remembered I had just read the book on the plane and then I never ate it again. Oh my gosh. I didn't even have the courage to send it back because my grandma had made me a chicken meal. So going vegan was a slower transition for me. I I was vegetarian for about six months. And then I got curious about veganism. I started researching it. And I don't remember it being nearly as quick because I felt like there was a lot more to learn. I think that vegetarianism has been around in our culture for so long that it's really easy. You know, you just don't eat meat. But taking dairy out of your diet can feel a lot more daunting because dairy is in so many things like baked goods and sauces and just like all of these extra things that we feel like give things flavors. So I think that becomes a little tricky there. And I would just say 
one of the the simplest things to do is to just add in more plants to your diet. Actually, there's a great episode on Food Heals with the vegan bros who talk about this. They have a great book coming out uh, all about this. So I feel like- Vodka is vegan. (laughs) Exactly. And that is a fantastic resource. So one thing that can be super helpful is just reading a lot of books and listening to podcasts because you're just going to allow yourself to learn. And sometimes you'll have a moment like Allison did where she read a book and suddenly her mind was changed and it felt easy to her. So everybody kind of has a different approach. Some people watch documentaries and feel that way, or some people just need that time and experience or the support of a community. But anyways, if you, if you add in foods and then kind of crowd out the foods that you no longer want to eat. So just allowing yourself to find the plant-based foods that are really satisfying and delicious, you know, uh, that will make it easier for you to let go of foods that you might feel like it's, it's tough to let go of. And then I would actually just write down or mentally take note of the foods that you really love that contain animal products and look for a plant-based version of them. So if it's donuts, you can find vegan donuts all over the country. And if they're not within your area, like a half an hour away or something, and by the way, you might be very surprised, like just doing a search on on a platform like Yelp or a great resource is Happy Cow. They'll show you all sorts of places you might not have guessed have vegan options. If you can't find something like donuts, for example, then I would say you could actually order them in the mail. There's great websites like veganessentials.com where you can get like anything sent to you. You can use Amazon. You can use this great site called Thrive Market. There's a ton of online sites that will deliver whatever food you want to you. So just think about the things that you really enjoy and find a plant-based option and try them. And you might need to try a few things like yogurt's another example. There are a bunch of plant-based yogurts. Some of them are easier to find in stores than others. Again, you can order some online if you're having trouble, but you need to try a few until you find a brand that you really like. So don't just try one and give up thinking that plant-based yogurt isn't appealing to you because it might be the brand, it might be the flavor, it might be so many factors. And I think that that can really help help make it easier for you. And then also not rushing yourself. You know, you don't have to be 100% vegan right away. You can become 80%, 85, 90, 95, etc. Maybe 99%. And you just allow yourself to inch closer until you feel like you're at a place where you're happy. Yes, and I love the resource you just brought up. For anyone listening, you can go to Happy Cow and you can look in your city, the city you live in or a city you're visiting or flying to or driving through and find the best vegan and vegetarian restaurant. So I just looked up Mount Dora, Florida, where Asia is from, and it looks like there is a place called Cafe 334 on 334 North Donnelly Street, and it is vegan organic bakery. Then you've got a Chipotle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Basket Market and Bistro has vegan options. Mellow Mushroom has vegan options. Shiva Indian Restaurant has vegan options. Wave Asian Bistro and Sushi. So a lot of restaurants have vegan options that you don't even realize. A lot Mm -hmm. of sushi restaurants have so... I love going to sushi and I don't eat seafood anymore. But yeah, yeah, there's so many little meals you can make with the rice and vegetables. And um, same with Mexican. There are always always options for you. So anywhere you go, you can usually make something vegan. And there's a lot of things on the menu that are accidentally vegan anyway. 
And that's what's great about Happy Cow is it's all vegan. So they'll they'll show you options at non-vegan restaurants or entirely vegan restaurants. And they have great reviews from people that have actually been there. So it's kind of like Yelp, but specifically for vegans. I like to use Yelp and Happy Cow side by side because sometimes Yelp has options that aren't on Happy Cow. So you can find so many great places if you're not comfortable yet going in and just reading the menu. Sometimes that can feel overwhelming. So using these online resources can just help make it easier. For sure. And what suggestions would you give? You and I have a lot of mutual friends who make vegan cooking really easy with YouTube videos and podcasts and things like that. So who who are some recommendations? Who do you watch or who do you know that you would recommend that people could check out to make recipes at home and make it easy and affordable? and fun and delicious. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, I'm, I'm somebody that when I just kind of think of what I want to eat and then I look it up on, on the web and I type in like vegan milkshake or, you know, vegan spaghetti recipe. I'm just making this stuff up. I'm not somebody that really follows any specific people. I I know it's a tough question because I have so many friends that are chefs. So it's a very long list and each of them kind of specializes in different things. So it depends on what you're looking for. And that's why I would say is to, you can use Instagram, you can use Pinterest, you can just search through Google. You know, Google will help you find a vegan version of anything. And then look at a few recipes and see which one is more appealing. Maybe the photos look better or the ingredients are simpler. And I just like to experiment that way. I'm not somebody that really cooks out of cookbooks unless I'm reading it for the first time. I I just really use, um, use Google. And then I actually love this really great meal planner called plan to eat mm-hmm. and plan to eat is a fantastic tool that I found. It works with your desktop computer. And also there's an app for your phone and you can use it to search for recipes. And then you can add in recipes from anywhere on the web into this meal planner. It'll create shopping lists for you. It makes it super simple and organized and you can add in your own recipes too. So I use it for all of those things. And then I just open up the app on my phone when I'm out of the grocery store and pick up the ingredients and then I can easily make whatever I I want. Yeah, those are great resources. Thank you. And I also think just looking at YouTube or Instagram using the hashtag like vegan recipes, you can find so much. And a lot of our friends are these phenomenal vegan chefs. So they can kind of inspire you like Vince Leah or Jason Robel or Leslie Durso or who else? I mean, Emily Turner. There's so many people who are out there doing this for you for free. You don't need a YouTube Red, red subscription or even a Netflix subscription. <laughs> you can just go on your phone and find people doing recipes all day long that'll kind of yeah. make your day a little easier, especially if you're just starting. Because I just think that it's not so easy for everyone to whip up something in the kitchen as it is for others. And so if you can watch someone do it and do it along with them, then you're set up for success from the beginning. Absolutely. To listen to the full episode with Whitney, go back to episode 203 of Food Heals. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, developing a more positive outlook on life. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to actually start using their $39.99 a month gym membership. If you experience any of these symptoms, Snapchat your trainer immediately.